Hey everybody, welcome to season 21, episode 6, How to Social Engineer ESFJs. And uh, if you notice, I'm actually uh, dressed up right now, uh, you know, because I was at work and I'm one of the few people out there that can get away with black on black because, I mean, who wouldn't? Although technically this is a red tie, but why not? Figured I'd go for it, especially since today marks the very first day. Uh, that uh, someone has done uh, paid subscriber uh, support to the podcast, uh, which is basically the same as Patreon, even though we're about to launch a Patreon and whatnot. But yeah, it's pretty awesome, and uh, figured uh, it'd be nice to dress up for the occasion uh, every now and then, if there is an occasion, and I think today marks a definite occasion, so thank you to that person very much for being our first uh, subscriber. Uh, they subscribed at the $10 a month level, which is awesome and thank you very much uh, for that so kudos to you and uh, thank you for your continued support of what we're uh, doing here in our work anyway uh, i'm sure there's a bunch of announcements and this giant huge uh introduction that i could do and uh, then of course jab would probably uh you know hang me from my uh, heels on an oak tree or something as a result so definitely not going to be doing that today uh, we'll save the announcements probably for another time, maybe midway through the lecture or potentially at the end. Who knows? We'll find out when I get there. Uh, so anyway, I have not done uh, any uh, lectures recently. Why is that? I've been very sick. Uh, I am in the process of recovering. I said this in the last uh, couple streams. But yes, I am recovering. Uh, I just need to make sure that I'm getting more sleep and uh, before I return uh, to exercising as well. Uh, trying to uh, keep things figured out uh, in that direction. So, uh, and thank you to uh, those of you who have been stepping up recently, especially in the last week, uh, to get a lot of work done for me on my behalf. It is the most productive uh, we have been, or my team has been, uh, since the beginning of this uh, enterprise that we've uh, uh, started, uh, you know, working together and, and these goals thereof. Uh, so, gotta change the world. So, anyway. Awesome, let's just dive into how to social engineer ESFJs. So many people would actually make the argument that ESFJs are the easiest of all the types to social engineer. Okay, yeah, I could see that, uh, even more so than ENFJs. Uh, ESFJs are considered by many to be like the doormat type, and because they're the doormat type, they can be taken advantage of uh, very easily. Not necessarily. Uh, quite frankly, in terms of all the social engineering or manipulation attack vectors that someone could take on various types, each type really does have a, uh, a significant uh, vector with which they can be, uh, you know, uh, manipulated into doing something via a uh, social engineering attack. It's just when it comes to ESFJs, they seem like easy targets because of how common they are. Now, you have to understand something about SFJs specifically and this type that makes it a lot more different than the others. SFJs, out of all of the types, have the longest lifespan. And because they have the longest lifespan, they're here on this earth more often uh, for many more years, so people are used to them. They're actually also some of the more common types uh, because SJs are the most common out of everybody. And because of how common they are, uh, the knowledge uh, that is available in terms of how to social engineer or manipulate them, etc., is actually very available versus, you know, manipulating an NTP or an NFP is actually a lot less available. Uh, so you 
got to understand that it's not necessarily that ESFJs are easy targets. It's just that there's many more of them. They're a lot more common. They live longer than other people, which means they have suffered a lot more opportunity in each of their lifespans uh, since the history of our race to be able to be manipulated and social engineered. And as a result, the methodologies are a lot more common and practiced uh, more often. So just make sure, make, make sure you're aware of that, specifically when we're talking about ESFJs. Uh, a lot of people would have this stereotype attached to ESFJs as because, wow, they're so caring, so they're easily taken advantage of. That's not necessarily true because they still have some caveats, they still have some issues, uh, some obstacles that you have to get around when social engineering an ESFJ uh, to get you know to get by in order for you to be successful in your social engineering attempt. So, so yeah, uh, let's talk about the ESFJ. What is the ESFJ in terms of social engineering? Uh, well, let's look at their interaction style and their temperament first. So they are informative. We're just gonna write it right here. They are informative with my really horrible uh, uh, penmanship that I got a minus on in uh, fifth grade and made my dad very upset with me uh, when that happened. Um, and uh, so informative, uh, movement, initiating, uh, which by the way, someone on the YouTube comments last night pointed out to me, actually it was actually days ago, but I only responded last night, pointed out to me that when you're considering something like movement, this is somebody who's very process oriented, okay, versus control. Control is actually more outcome or results oriented. So they're very process oriented, which means they care about the process more. They care about making progress more. It's not necessarily being focused on the results or what they're going to get as a result of doing something. That is a more control based type. So take, for example, an ENFJ. And why is that significant? Well, ENFJ versus ESFJ, they both have FE hero, right? They both have extroverted feeling hero, which is ethics, right? So they're both ethical. Um, one is very process oriented, that's the ESFJ. And the other one is very outcome oriented, which is control, which is part, part of direct initiating control. Uh, that is part of uh, the ENFJ. And remember, the ENFJ is very results focused and they take their time because they are making sure that they are precise enough to get the result that they desire. Whereas an ESFJ, it's not about that. It's about the process. It's about progress. It's not about the result. It's not about the outcome. So when you're considering the differences between movement versus control, understand that that is a caveat. And it's very important for you to understand that when you're attempting to social engineer an ESFJ, very important. So. Let's do, uh, uh, let's look at their temperament real quick. Um, so this is their interaction style. This makes them a starter. So they are a starter type. They have a hard time finishing things that they start. I mean, it makes sense because they're so process oriented. They're not really focused on the result as much. And of course, people at this point are like, well, what about, okay, Mr. C.S. Joseph, what about, you know, like finishers? You know, they're so really focused on the result. They got to finish, et cetera. And it's like, okay, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, they're flying by the seat of the pants and it's all about a process. It is the process of finishing. It is gaining progress towards the goal of finishing that is their priority, not necessarily the result. Of course, all the INJs in the audience right now are like, no, that's not me, man. I mean, like, 
Uh, now, the, the results mean everything to me because I have SE Inferior and SE Inferior requires that I go out of my way to be as perfect as possible. So just make sure that you understand, Mr. C.S. Joseph, that, you know, I, I, I am going out of my way to be a perfect person here because performance is everything to me because I have this insane performance anxiety. And because of this performance anxiety, I need to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm not afraid of that anymore by overperforming by trying to be as perfect as possible. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, NJs, uh, if you're watching this, uh, make sure that you understand that uh, perfect is worthless and you should just actually focus on being great and not necessarily perfect because being great is actually better than being perfect because perfect, you know, flawless diamonds are fake and they're worthless. Don't be fake and worthless, please. Focus on being great because that's something that's actually real, that's something that's actually tangible, that's something that actually people want, right? which is necessary if you're going to social engineer and ESFJ, right? So anyway, uh, these, uh, these types, uh, ESFJs are very affiliative. They're all about focused on doing the right thing. Very important to know when social engineering them. Uh, they're very concrete. They have to, uh, tangibility is everything. They have to have some tangible reward or results from what they're doing. It's all about that, uh, tangibility. And then we have, uh, um, they are very systematic. Everything has to follow a system or an order in order for them to be successful. That's why they are very systematic. This is why we live in an SJ society. An SJ society has a system or process they follow. I'm like, hey man, if you follow the bouncing ball in life, you know, go to school, get good grades, high GPA, get high SAT scores, and then go to a college, you'll get a degree, and you'll be able to get a high-paying job. <laughs> that's crap. Uh, in fact, that's like not even real. I mean, hello, I'm a millennial, and uh, do I even remotely believe that? Hell no. Do you know why? Because I used to believe that, and then I actually got like subprime uh, student loans back in 2005, and then all of a sudden, you know, we solved the subprime mortgage crisis, but everyone seemed to forget the students and not solve the subprime student crisis because, I mean, you know, we're just following the process here, guys. We're all about that system, guys, right? Okay. Why is this relevant? It's relevant because ESFJs are systematic. They need to have some kind of tangible system. You know, if I do X, I get Y, basically. Uh, or, it, or if these people do X, they get Y. And it's something that they can follow. This is very important. Why is that? It's because they have SE Critic. SE Critic, ESFJs have this very high standard of how, you know, things are supposed to be. They do it through their SI parent and through their SE critic. SE critic is very critical towards what other people are doing. What systems are they following? What methodologies that those people have? How they're dressed? How they look? Very critical of that. And if you don't have a tangible system that guarantees success, that shows that other people have been successful, that ESFJs can follow, ESFJs are not going to be interesting not interested. Why is that? Well, because they're not going to obligate themselves to a system that they know is not going to work for them because they don't actually know what they want. This is very key when you're considering social engineering and ESFJ. So let's actually talk about that. Uh, so enter scenario, okay? You are an ISFP or actually maybe you're an ENTJ with your ISFP subconscious, right? And you are in a high school. You're in a high school right now got yourself a nice little table and uh, you, uh, you're in uniform, uh, actually in uh, 
well-dressed, uh, very official uh, looking, and you are sitting there at your table with all these banners that says, join the US Navy. You are a Navy recruiter, and your job is to convince as many SJs to sign up for the military, 18-year-old SJs. And sure enough, your banners and your, your swag and your awesome, you know, uh, join the Navy uh, promo video is playing on that flat screen television that you set up on your booth, etc. Uh, blaring out, uh, uh, you know, sound, etc. Uh, at this uh, high school. And uh, an ESFJ comes right over to your table, is attracted by these things, and then you start having a conversation with this ESFJ because your job as this ENTJ recruiter for the US Navy is to recruit this ESFJ male into joining the Navy, potentially uh, you know, up to a six-year contract, which gets you additional commission, etc. Interesting how that works, right? And trust me, I'm not an expert on military recruiting. So for those of you that are experts at military recruiting, have mercy on me. Thank you. So you're the ENTJ, but you're going to utilize your ISFP subconscious because ISFP is highest compatibility with ESFJ. Emulating ISFP is crucial to social engineering and ESFJ for the purpose of success. We're also going to be looking at some other mini scenarios or some anecdotes to support this on top of this uh, naval recruiting uh, point of view at this particular high school, right? So we're gonna be looking at it in various ways here. So, okay, so the, the ESFJ has come up to the table and it's like, okay, here you go, you know, and uh, and then the um, the ENTJ asks, you know, hey, what are you doing right now? Like, like what are you doing? Where, where are you going? What's, what's your future going to be? Well, you do that, the ESFJ just looks at them dumbfounded with a huge question mark over their head because MI Trickster has no idea what they're doing for their future. And it's like, well, son, how about you serve, right? And here's all the things that you can get when serving. And okay, well, the ESFJ is not exactly convinced because it's like, okay, how's this going to work for me? Has it worked for other people, you know? Well, that's very important. So remember, when you're social engineering people, you, the object of the game to get that decision that you're looking for is you have to get past the pessimistic functions and then get more in tune with the optimistic uh, functions. Because if you trigger any of their pessimistic functions, they're going to stop listening to you. You do not want to find yourself in that position, right? So what are the optimistic functions? So the hero is optimistic, and then we have pessimistic parent, and then we have optimistic child, and then we have pessimistic inferior and then okay yeah we definitely have an optimistic nemesis we have a pessimistic critic optimistic trickster though it tries very much and it fails consistently and we have pessimistic demon so this basically means the object of the game is to is cause the child and the hero to agree with you uh, in such a way that the pessimistic functions of the inferior and the parent are not getting in the way of the decision right you're trying to cause this ESFJ to make a decision. And to do that properly, you need to make sure, I'll just throw my pens all over the place because that's what I like doing. You need to make sure that you are being very careful to dance around uh, the parent and the inferior function as a result. So, so you know you have SI parent, well guess what? SI parent is linked to any child, so 
If you can get the optimism of the any child going, you don't necessarily have to be concerned about the parent because the parent's job is to defend the inner child from external attacks, right? So someone telling uh, this ESFJ, you know, you never give me what you want, you never do what I want, etc., is only going to cause the ESFJ to turn themselves off at that point in time, and that's not really going to help, right? The uh, the inferior function is also extremely sensitive sensitive to people telling them they're they're stupid, whereas it makes it a lot easier as a result with this ISFP um, uh, emulation because that's what uh, we're doing with this ENTJ example. They're emulating ISFP in order to convince this ESFJ to join the Navy, etc. How is that actually going to work? Well, extroverted feeling hero is also connected to TI inferior. They are connected. So because of that, why? They're on cognitive axis. If you don't know what cognitive axis is, you need to go to season one towards the end. There is an episode, I think it's season one, episode 11, I believe, 10 or 11. What is a cognitive axis? Definitely uh, watch that or listen to that episode so you understand cognitive axis a little bit better. And cognitive axis theory is one of the central components about uh, what we're going to be talking about at length in season 17 uh, very soon. So, so anyway, and basically the ISFP, the ESFJ has basically initiated the ENTJ. Okay, you're at my booth right now. Uh, it's time to uh, time to play the social engineering game to get this ESFJ to sign up for the Navy right here and now uh, to get some additional information uh, in order to leading up leading up to uh, potentially a six year contract. So. Uh, emulating ISFP, I uh, got that FI hero to match the uh, FE hero, got the SE parent to match the uh, SI parent, and the NI child to match the NE child, and the TE inferior to match the TI inferior. This is very important. Where does this come from? It comes from season five. I go to the season five playlist on the YouTube channel and watch and learn about how uh, cognitive functions consume other functions or source functions are the food of other functions, et cetera, and how they interact with each other. Another good way to look at it also is cognitive spectra, the eight cognitive spectra, uh, and that is also in season one. So check that out. Like there's a lot of extra valuable stuff in the bonus episodes of season one, not necessarily like the base eight episodes of season one, but the bonus episodes, the bonus material we have in there is like insanely good. And for some reason, a lot of people aren't even watching those. The, you, you just be like, your mind will get blown. You'd be like, whoa, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Well, yeah, of course, because you didn't like watch or listen to the lectures. So please do the bonus episodes of season one. Very crucial for understanding social engineering. So if I hero, uh, it's like, okay, hey, you know, uh, the ENTJ, then uh, goes to the uh, responding to the ESFJ is like, hey, I want you to join the Navy instantly. Just throwing a little hook out there, getting their hooks into the uh, any child. It's where like the NI inferior, the NI child is like telling the any child, hey, I want you, which immediately makes the any child like, ooh, I'm wanted, I'm desired, right? So this is very important for ESFJs. ESFJs need somebody to want them. Like all SJs have this issue. Every SJ out there wants to be wanted. They want to be desired. So desire them. This ENTJ has to show desire for the ESFJ, you know? And it's like, okay, great. So you want me, okay. And then the SI parent's like, yeah, but I don't have very much experience with people actually wanting me. You know, I'm kind of a loser, especially right now in high school. I mean, I'm not exactly the most fit person, right? 
and you think I'm actually good enough for the Navy? Are you kidding me? You know, that's kind of what's going on in this ESFJ male's uh, point of view, this 18-year-old in this high school is kind of very skeptical. And, and then the SE critics looking at this ENTJ like, okay, yeah, you kind of look pretty good at this point, but not necessarily does not mean it's true. TI inferior is like, I got to verify this guy because he might be shifty. You know what I mean? He just that. I mean, I need to know what his intentions are. But you make the ESFJ initially comfortable when saying, stating your intentions immediately. Look, I mean, I realize I'm a recruiter for the Navy, but you specifically, out of everyone that I've seen here today coming to my booth, et cetera, I, et cetera, I really think, uh, I really feel like you are definitely the person that I would want to have joining the Navy and being, you know, and being and joining our team here. I, I really think so that you could make a difference, right? And uh, any child's like, oh, okay, this is getting really interesting. SI parents like, mm, not really sure, kind of skeptical. This is not an experience I've had before. How can I feel safe about this, et cetera? And, uh, and then TI inferior is like, well, I need to verify this. And it's like, so then the ISFP does something different. And he says like, well, I feel that uh, you would definitely meet our standards uh, potentially uh, for going to the Navy. And here's some various positions using TE, a list of TE. Here's some very, uh, here's a list of positions, uh, MOSs, right? Uh, that are available, uh, you know, some jobs, they say jobs a lot, these recruiters, uh, available for, you know, with, within the Navy, et cetera. Please consider this list of positions. And then <laughs> using the extroverted sensing, the NISE standpoint, using extroverted sensing, the extroverted sensor marks the list, like a highlighter of some kind, marks that list in front of this ESFJ with a highlighter, ding, 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 okay. These five positions specifically, based on what I can tell, you know, with you and having this conversation are what I feel like would be best for you to consider. You seem like this kind of, you seem like a very supportive individual. Uh, you seem like someone who's, who's all about helping other people, doing their duty, uh, helping getting people what they want. You know, it's all about focusing on safety, etc. And because of these qualities that I see in you, this list of qualities, extroverted thinking, that I see in you, N-I-S-E, I feel like you should think about this list of positions within the Navy because I know, FI, that you would be able to, you know, I know when I say like, I know, I mean, I feel. I feel that you would definitely be really good, you know, TE value, assigning a TE value, and you would be recognized for having that position or any of these positions within the Navy, right? So the TI inferior all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, a list of things for me to think about. And, and they're thinking about those, those list of things within the context of the sheet of paper itself, right? And then the SI parent's like, okay, still a little skeptical. I see that you want me. You went really far enough to actually highlight the, the specific uh, positions that you would want me to fill for you. And then you're starting talking to my FE hero telling me about how I could be very supportive about the, the, the Navy's efforts, right? So, so far this ESFJ is really considering it, but here's the problem. FI Nemesis and SE, SE Critic come in, the ESFJ explains to sir and be like, well, sir, I really appreciate what you're telling me right now, but I'm kind of concerned that I'm concerned that I'm not good enough. I'm concerned that I'm not good enough to fulfill that TE list of positions. I'm just not seeing it. You know, I'm just not seeing it. And, you know, and furthermore, like, other people in my life, you know, who have had those positions, 
you know, and this is where the SE credit comes in. SE credit comes in and it's like, goes down to the T and it's like, yeah, I'm not really sure about other people being successful here. How can I trust what you're saying? And how do I know that you're just not putting me over, you know, like throwing me overboard here, you know, excuse the pun, uh, you know, with this, uh, you know, with these, with these, uh, you know, potential uh, tactics, like, how do I know you're not manipulating me at this point? And, and that, and that, and then the uh, ENTJ is like, well, you don't have to worry about that because here's the issue, you know, look, I'll tell you how it is straight, you know, I would feel really good. You go back and, and you, again, so you have these lower functions here. You're trying to get, uh, you're trying to get these uh, pessimistic functions out of the way. You know, it's like, hey, I've been serving the Navy for a long time. The ENTJ says, and this is this is hard for an ENTJ, especially because they're emulating SI because they have SI trickster and they're trying to use ISFP emulation to do this. I've been serving in the Navy a long time. You don't have to worry. I've been in the Navy for over 11 years now, and I've had a lot of success in these areas here, 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 and here. And my original recruiter told me, and then he just still tells the story about how his recruiter had a similar conversation with him saying, hey, I was, I was recommended to do these, um, to do these, uh, these particular positions in the Navy. I took the big test, the ASVAB, and uh, I got a really high score. Um, I think you would also definitely, uh, based on my experience, you would also get a uh, really high score um, for sure. You surely, as the parent, would get a high score, TE inferior, uh, because of my experience with the test as well. And take it for somebody who knows, take it from somebody who has experience before and with someone of my rank and my credentials, that definitely the Navy would be something for you to consider, right? And then of course the ESFJ SE critic is like, okay, you're dressed really nice. You're very, you're very proper. Uh, you have, uh, you know, you've been in for 11 years. Uh, you've had some, you've had some successes. Your recruiter helped you out as well, you know. And of course, you know, the ESFJ does not necessarily know any different at this point as to what's happening because they don't have very much with which to verify. All they know is that hey. They have this list of positions that are being recommended. They're being told that they are being wanted, that they are being told that they would be given recognition for their contributions to the Navy. And then they start listing out benefits. And it's like, and then the, uh, so then the ENTJ is telling them, hey, you know, if you're worried about not being good enough, don't be worried. I was in a similar position that you are. I actually was a bit more overweight than you were. I was not actually as physically fit as you are now, but somehow I made it through using this SI uh, trickster emulation for introverted sensing, speaking about their experience, this ENTJ speaking about their experience as they are emulating ISFP, etc. So just be aware of that. That's how you get past the SE critic. You don't have to worry so much about NI trickster because NI trickster is kind of like, well, okay, NI trickster, uh, you know, um, it's like they, they know what they want to do or the, and then and then they actually have no idea because to an ESFJ, it's like, I can want literally anything. I can want good things, I can want bad things. I don't really know what to do. Just tell me what I should do, right? And this is what kind of make, this is where the SI parent comes in. If you can get the SI parent's uh, pessimism out of the way and really speak to the any child and tell the any child that, hey, I want you for this. I want you for that. I want you for this list of positions within the Navy. I know for a fact that you would definitely be able to fulfill these positions because we want you. And from what I'm telling, I know that you would be valued for your contributions to the Navy, if you join the Navy specifically under these six positions that I've listed out for you now. 
Here's the brochure on each of the positions for you to consider, etc. So that that gives the ESFJ a lot of time to be able to think about that information, get their wheels turning about those possibilities. And then they start listing out at the very end of the conversation, the ENTJ starts listing out all the benefits. You'll get a signing bonus here. You'll get this bonus here. You'll get that bonus here. Your housing will be taken care of here, especially if you consider these positions. This particular position in, in this brochure, opening up the brochure for the ESFJ and giving them that experience, that service-oriented experience, be like, hey, if you look at this brochure, you'll see here, here, and here. You'll get this benefit for this position, or then this position, open the, this brochure here, here, and here. Get that position, good to go. And they're going through every, and the ENTJ is taking and walking this ESFJ through every single one of these points right? While making sure to state over and over and over again, you are wanted and you will be valued and rewarded for your service, F SI parent, right? The SI parent is getting really comfortable because the SI parent is all about providing service, especially an SFJ. SFJs have FE and SI in their top two slots, which means, hey, we are going to reward you and provide you recognition for your service, you know, and then, uh, and then, and then at the end talks about health benefits. Health benefits really appeal to SFJs because health benefits make them feel safe. It's something that's always done. It's something that's regular. It's something that's expected. It's something that's very traditional. Hey, if you get a job and you don't get health benefits, then I'm not comfortable with that. Like that's a very typical SJ response because SJs know that good jobs from their point of view, from their sensible common sense point of view, that good jobs have medical benefits. And so then the recruiter obviously talks to them about that. That way, all of their concerns and then their worries, you know, because this person is worried that they're not good enough. And it's like, well, wait a minute, do you even have any experience to talk to me about because how do how do I compare to you? Like, I mean, you've had success in the Navy just because you've had success in the Navy SE critic does not necessarily mean I'm going to have success in iTrickster, right? So you have to get get past the trickster by making the SE critic uh, aware of, you know, hey, I had a lot of good experience. I was able to uh, get it through the Navy. You know, you're a lot like me, even though they're not actually technically a lot like them at all, like not even remotely, uh, pure opposite in a lot of ways. Yeah, LOL. But the point is, hey, I, we're social engineering here, right? So, hey, you know, I've had a lot of good experience, you know, um, and the SE critic's like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm worried they're not good enough. Don't worry. I was actually worse off than you were at your age when I joined the Navy because I joined the Navy right out of high school as well. Um, also, the, the Navy got me educated right now. I was able to move into, intelli into intelligence and actually extend my career even further, even though my recruiter recommended a different position for me at that time. And then I was able to actually figure out what I wanted to do and go from there. And, uh, you know, on the ESFJ, it's like, yeah, this is sounding pretty good, you know. And then, and then we have the list of all the different positions and their benefits, et cetera, getting TI uh, inferior thinking about that. I want you for these six positions, et cetera. You can just see Uncle Sam right now going, I want you. You know, it's like literally like Uncle Sam, he's probably an ENTJ, you know what I mean? And then, uh, and then uh, SI parents get becoming more and more comfortable as a result of this interaction because it's like, oh wow, my child is wanted. I can feel more comfortable. And not only that, he's talking about things that will in, impact my personal safety, like medical benefits, uh, financial support uh, for my for my secondary education, as well as uh, you know housing support, depending on the types of positions, and how I could this could definitely be a really nice long term play for me by joining the Navy, etc. 
And then every hero's favorite part is, is how, you know, this ESFJ will be recognized as a result of putting in many years of service uh, to the military, etc. right? And this is all the things that the recruiter is explaining to this young ESFJ, right? So then the ESFJ is like, okay, yeah, give me those brochures. I'll definitely take some time and think about it. And they write their name down for more information so that the recruiter can contact them, you know, uh, off uh, offline or, or after hours or at a different time when uh, this ESFJ is not in school and whatnot and set up an, an appointment at the recruiting office. Remember, the goal of the ENTJ is emulating ISFP at this school, at this high school, specifically to convince this 18-year-old ESFJ male to agree to have that appointment at the recruiting office where they'll go through a completely new pitch, maybe narrow down some of the positions and some of the positions that the ESFJ, after reading the brochure with all the different positions, has expressed interest because then if the ESFJ comes back, they've looked at different positions that are available within the Navy, that they the roles that they may be able to fill because they're very role-based, because they are affiliative, right? It's all about doing the right thing, right? On top of all that, as soon as the ESFJ has written their name down, uh, agreed to having a, a meeting outside of school uh, at some point in time and come by the recruiter's office, the ENTJ shakes the hand of the ESFJ and it's like, hey, you know, you're doing a great service to your country. You are doing the right thing, making that feel to feel good, you know, and what you will be doing will have tangible results for our great country, the United States of America, hitting that concrete. And the military has been around for, for, uh, for you know, centuries. And, uh, you know, the Navy's been around uh, since the beginning of this country. And uh, I absolutely know for a fact, I believe, actually, it's a better way of saying that, saying I believe, F-I-T-E is I believe. I know is a T-I-F-E statement, but I believe is an F-I-T-E statement. I believe, right? And F-E users love hearing I believe. I believe that you will be a great asset, and this is SI parent loves to be an asset, right? FE hero, SI parent loves to hear that they're an asset. Any child loves to hear that they're an asset because they're wanted. Uh, uh, SI parent likes to hear that they're an asset because they're, they're, they're service oriented. FE hero likes to hear that they are an asset and being that label because they are like a, like a, a strong pillar of support for the structure that is the Navy, etc. And that they, and that then they end up feeling important as a result. So, and then they, they ENTJ again shakes his hand and says, "You're going to be an important asset to the Navy uh, if you join us. I'm very excited to have someone like you uh, come aboard." Right, and that really, really just etches the soul of SI parent. SI parent's going to remember that entire conversation probably for the rest of their life, uh, especially if they uh, enter into the Navy, etc because they, they're gonna remember that really good experience that this ENTJ emulating ISFP subconscious actually put them through. Uh, so that's basically the entire process. Let's break it down a little bit deeper. So social engineering and ESFJ, you have to make sure that you look official in the same way that you would do for an ESTJ, because the ESTJ has the same perception functions as an ESFJ, you gotta make sure you look good, if you know what I mean. You gotta really make sure you look good because if you don't look good, they're going to instantly lose respect for you. You have no credibility. If your shoe is untied, if you got like like schmutz on your on your on your clothing, you got some dog hair here and there and whatnot, your hair is not done properly, etc. 
this is not going to go very well and you will have no credibility. It doesn't matter what you say. They're not going to be interested. They're not going to allow you to obligate them because that's essentially what you are doing. As an ENTJ emulating ISFP, you are obligating SI parent to do its duty and show up to the recruiter's office, especially after you spent so much time walking them through all the different aspects of the positions available to them in the Navy and all the benefits that they could get and how they could be serving their country and, and being this, this, this pillar for the, the U.S. military, for the, uh, for the Navy to protect and serve our country on a day-to-day -day basis, hopefully for like a six-year contract because that's like definitely what we're trying to go for right now. But uh, the point is, you know, this is literally how you're making this ESFJ feel. And this ESFJ then ends up feeling like, oh, I could be contributing to this great thing known as the U.S. Navy, et cetera. Maybe I could become a Navy SEAL. Maybe I could be in the Navy SWCC. You know, there's, there's a lot of different things they do. Maybe I can go into Naval Intelligence, you know. Uh, and they start thinking about maybe this, maybe that. Because any child is like, look at these options that he's shown me that he wants me. But maybe there's other options I could consider. Options, 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 right? And this is a lot of choices. I got to spend time thinking about that. And then the ESFJ is going to be like, you know, well, I really need to, I really need to go down to the, the recruiter's office. Otherwise, I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel bad about myself, feel bad if I nemesis that I'm not good enough and I'm not going to be good enough if I obviously don't show up and I'll feel guilty because that nice man spent a lot of time speaking to me and telling me that I was needed. And if I'm needed, I definitely need to show up there and have that conversation and explore this a little bit more. Right? Then the ESFJ shows up to the recruiter's office and sure enough, they're able to get them to the next step and then the next step and then the next step and then the next step until finally the ESFJ eventually signs that six year contract with the Navy and they get shipped off the boot camp immediately as the summer closes. This is literally the entire process right here when it comes to ESFJs. You have to make sure that they understand that they are valued you have to tell the ESFJ straight up that you value them, that you want them. All they ever desire, all they ever desire is for somebody to tell them, I value you. I appreciate your contributions. I want to give you recognition for all of your hard work and all of your effort that you do. And state also that they are wanted, okay? And then also to be told that they're intelligent. Ah, we didn't actually talk about that very much. Because you have INTP subconscious right here. And INTP subconscious, what INTP subconscious wants to know is that, ooh, hey, I'm smart. Hey, you know, if you join the Navy, you're going to get, you know, additional money. The GI Bill, you will help you get your secondary education figured out. You'll get educated. Uh, you could potentially become a scientist or a physicist or going in the Navy, Naval Intelligence direction. Yeah, you will be able to get the credentials that you need uh, to be able to move your career forward. That really appeals to the engineer side of the ESFJ because they definitely want to feel smart. They want to feel intelligent because so often in their life they are told by other people because they spend so much time thinking about everything that they're not thinking fast enough because it's TI inferior and that they are afraid that they're stupid. And this is a way that they can aspire. And if the ENTJ just explains through emulating ISFP to the ESFJ, hey, you know, I think you're a really smart guy. I feel like you're really, oh, I feel like you're a really smart guy, you know, because of this and this and this and this. And then to make them feel smart, it really appeals to that INTP subconscious. And then this ESFJ unwittingly is starting to utilize the military, the US Navy as a way to, uh, to aspire, right? To aspire. And they're actually 
taking the TI inferior in, and turning it into an aspirational function and the sales approach is causing them to aspire so that they end up in their happy place of their INTP, etc. And then once that happens, that ESFJ is completely gone. They will, they are, they are completely sold. Because what, if you can sell them in such a way where you unlock their subconscious, where they believe that by them going along with what you are telling them, with what you're recommending to them, will actually help them aspire and become a brilliant intellectual or a smarter engineer-esque related person, not necessarily an engineer, but someone who could be potentially as seen as smart as Einstein, for example, who was an actual INTP, uh, that would be, you know, that would be brilliant, right? That they might even literally say those words, that would be brilliant, right? So based on that, that's, it's really important that you understand this. You have to make them understand that you feel that they are intelligent. You have to tell them that you want them. You have to make them as comfortable as possible. If you are, if you have no credibility because you're not looking good, you're not making them comfortable. You have to make them comfortable. You have to appeal to their sensibilities. You have to appeal to their five senses and give them a good experience and walk them through the entire sales pitch all the way through, right? It's no different. This happens to ESFJs all the time on the used car lot. I, I've seen with my own eyes a, uh, an ESFJ buy an insanely overpriced Toyota RAV4 and it wasn't even the newest model off of a car lot and I told her, no, don't do it. It's not a good idea. She didn't believe me and I trickster took over, you know, and, she, and, the, and this, this ENFP was telling this TI uh, inferior ESFJ that well, this is the smart decision. It is the smart decision to buy this car. And as much as this ENTJ recruiter would be telling this ESFJ, hey, it is the smart decision to join the Navy. It is the intelligent decision to join the Navy and you will be wanted and you will be recognized and you will be cared for. As you give us service, we will serve you by giving you the GI Bill, by giving you health care benefits, by giving you housing uh, issues, by giving you a signing bonus, by giving you a, a salary and blah, 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 right? Making them comfortable. If you do not make them comfortable, you, that, that child will not follow you, that effy hero will not follow you because that pessimistic parent will be in the way or the inferior function will be insecure about what they know about this. You have to give them the ESFJ's time to make the decision and think through. But as long as you have all your materials together, it's all neatly organized and you are telling them specifically which positions you want them for, this ESFJ 18-year-old sucker is definitely going to show up at the recruiting office and put their name down for a six-year contract. Whether or not they regret it later or not, that's up to them. That's not your problem. You're the recruiter, right? You're basically a salesman. And you understand this. It's your job to recruit young people into the Navy, right? So this is just one example. And please don't get mad at me if you're in the military right now. That's not what I'm saying. I have to use this example. Remember, all social interaction is a form of manipulation and recruiting people, especially in a high school, which I have seen with my own eyes and experienced in my, with, with, you know, in my own life, recruiting youngsters in high schools, it's literally the same as sales. It is a form of manipulation. I'm sorry. That's just literally how the world works. Get over it. You know what I mean? So here's another example. This is an actual real life example. Little old lady ESFJ, which is super common because ESFJs live forever, apparently. And because ESFJs live forever, you have elderly ESFJs who are easily taken advantage by scammers. Uh, a, uh, a very, uh, an ESFJ very close to me, for example, had this happen. You know, uh, 
someone called them uh, pretending uh, in disguise to uh, be a family member of them and said that they were in trouble. And this ESFJ was like, you know, oh, you know, this, this family member values me. They want me to send them money right now because they're in trouble. I need to protect them. I need to do my duty. I need to serve this family member because that's what you do because I'm super affiliative. I'm very caring. I'm a pillar of this family and I do have some extra money. So I'm definitely going to send them $10,000. Even though the person's just a scammer. But they believe it because the scammer played them. The scammer is like, I feel really good about you. And, uh, you know, and I, and I, and I want your help. I need your help. And, uh, you know, it, it's a smart decision to help me like this because I'm in some real trouble. And of course the FE hero is like, no, no, I got you. I'll protect you. I'll make you safe. I'll care for you. I'll serve you. I'll, I'll, I'll get you the money that you need so that you're okay. And then they do. And then they're scammed. And the point is, is like they don't even know they're scammed. They completely believe it happens until they actually meet that family member a few weeks later. And then they tell the story and that family member's like, I didn't ask you for $10,000. What? And then all of a sudden comes a tumbling down, right? Yeah. Realize this, you know, like, by the way, if you have elderly ESFJs in your family, be very, very careful. Those types of scams happen all the time. You need to protect those people. If you have young ESFJs who lack life experience in their SI parent, protect them from salespeople. They can definitely be taken for a ride. I actually had an ISTJ earlier this week tell me about their uh, an, a family member who is an, an ESFJ. And they're like, oh yeah, that one's definitely an easy sell. See what I'm saying? Why? Well, it's because ESFJs want to make people feel good and want to give people what they want. And e-child is all about, hey, what can I give you what you want? And I want to make you feel good at the same time, right? Makes them an easy sell, right? Especially to those <laughs> ENFPs out there. You know, ENFPs will shice them whenever, whenever possible just to meet their quota, right? Imagine if it was an ENFP recruiter, right? You see what I'm saying? That TE child can own the TI inferior if you're not careful. Definitely got to be really careful about that, right? Because they could just paint this picture and give them a good experience, make them comfortable, tell them they're wanted, tell them that they're appreciated, and uh, you know, and give them recognition for all their contributions, and tell them that they're smart, and that ESFJ would be potentially eating out of their hands. Because let me tell you something. Another anecdote. I coached this INFJ one time, and uh, he had an ESFJ father, and his ESFJ father uh, really struggling with this, uh, uh, with a really bad marriage. Uh, uh, there, um, all of his children basically uh, had failure to launch syndrome. Every single one. This INFJ was my age, at, and uh, had never really held a job before, ever. Uh, was dealing with, um, you know, some, uh, from some, you know, depression and psychotropic drugs and mind-altering substances uh, that uh, was uh, having him go in and out of his shadow a lot. It was, it was very traumatic and very problematic. And uh, he started getting healing. He started get, getting better. He was off the drugs. He ended up getting a job. He's getting his life together. The failure to launch syndrome is like not a thing anymore and is continuing to go in a better direction. And at one particular uh, event, uh, he was present with his ESFJ father and he went up to his ESFJ father and said, you know what, dad? 
Thank you for absolutely everything you've ever done for me. Thank you for caring about me and mom and my brother, even his girlfriend. Thank you for always being steadfast. Thank you for always being loyal to us. I appreciate that you've been loyal to me, Dad. And you know, Dad, sometimes you feel unwanted. I just want you to understand that I do want you and I'm very happy that you are my father, that you are my dad. I really appreciate you. I love you, Dad. Thank you for everything you've done for me. I won't forget about it. I've never have forgotten about it. And I'm, I'm just so humbled by the amount of support that you have given me and this family. Even though you're rarely thanked, even though you don't get anything in return, even though people consistently walk all over you and treat you like a doormat, right? See, ESFJs are starved for recognition because people just overlook them, like consistently. They don't get thanked for doing the dishes. They don't get thanked for doing the laundry. They are just not thanked. Being an ESFJ, I'm sorry to say, is a thankless job. And because it is so thankless, because that's all they want, they just want recognition. They just want to be wanted. That's why they throw themselves at everything. I'm going to do the dishes so that this person would want me here. Take an ESFJ woman who just started dating, an, uh, um, let's say, a, an ISFP or an ESFP man. He's got his own place. She shows up to his place for the very first time. Uh, she actually cooks some dinner in his own kitchen and goes so far to do his dishes and his laundry for him. Why? Because... I, I, I need to show that I'm loyal to him. I think it's good for me to, to show that I am supportive and that I'm able to, 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 to be a good homemaker so that he would make sure that he would want me in his home and that he would appreciate me. Guys, if you have ESHAs in your life and they're like contributing to you and like supporting you, thank them. Because let me tell you something. If you don't thank an ESFJ, you are allowing them or causing them to seek out thanks, appreciation, and recognition from other sources. And let me tell you, those other sources will do it. But then because ESFJs are all about covert contracts, right? You know, the whole like, hey, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. I'm not going to tell you the terms of this contract, but that's the expectation, right? It leaves them open to being sold. Don't make an ESFJ hungry for recognition because people will use that hunger for recognition to take advantage of them. Do not do it. You make sure that you understand you have to thank them for everything they do. I have a great relationship with my ESFJ grandmother, for example. Do you know why? I'll tell you exactly why. Because when I'm over at her house, which is pretty rare these days, I thank her. I thank her for what she does. Wow, Graham, thanks for doing all the laundry. I really appreciate it. Wow, Graham, thanks for doing the dishes. Hey, do you need help with that? Oh, no, I got it. Oh, Grandma, thank you very much for everything that you do here. I, you know, I, I know that sometimes it's hard for you to get some appreciation every now and then, but I just want you to know that I do appreciate you and every single thing that you do, I don't forget about it. And it's no small thing to me. Wow. You say that to an ESFJ? Like I said, eating out of your hands. Because people just don't do this for them. Again, if you do not do this for them, 
you are leaving them open to attack. You are leaving them open to being social engineered by those salespeople, by those recruiters. You know, and, and as much as ESFJs are throwing themselves out there to protect you, to protect their family, right? To protect their domain, even, you know, it, hey, you better not be doing the dishes. That's what, that's my job. And of course, they fight tooth and nail to make sure that they're the ones doing the laundry, that they're the ones doing the dishes, that they're the ones cooking dinner, that they're the ones contributing because they're so worried that they're not worthy enough of their own family that they force themselves to do this dutifully, hoping that they would get recognition so that that family would actually want them to be present. Maybe that's what you should be doing, right? It is exactly what you need to be doing. Because again, if you do not give them recognition, also, if you do not give them their day in court, if you do not tell them that they're wanted, if you do not demonstrate that they are wanted, that they are desired, try having an ESFJ wife. Try having an ESFJ husband. That ESFJ husband, he's not going to feel respected in the relationship if you are making decisions that demonstrate to him that he's not wanted. He needs to be wanted. Demonstrate to him that you desire him, that you desire to spend time with him, that you appreciate his support. Same thing with a woman, right? You have to, you know, even, even sexually. It's like, you know, like, wow, I really want you. I want to give you all these experiences and all these sensations, right? And it just creates this, this fire, this fiery passion inside of you, that N-I fire, right? So that you end up blowing your SE wind on her SI earth. You see what I'm saying? That hot wind, right? That's what that means. Give them recognition. Give them their day in court. Do not starve them from recognition or else social engineers, <laughs> manipulators will take advantage of them. And if they're part of your family because they have any child, they have intertwined their fate their fate, trickster, right? They've intertwined your fate and their fate and the fate of their entire family. Because guess what? If they get taken advantage of, if they get social engineered, if they get screwed, you are going down with them. And guess what? Whose fault is it, right? I mean, sure, they have some responsibility, but you also have responsibility too because you weren't giving them their day in court. You weren't listening to them. And what I mean by listening, not necessarily what they're saying, but also listening to what they're doing for you. Thank them. Give them recognition. It's the best thing you can do to protect against them being manipulated and social engineered by other people because their loyalty stays with you and not the salesman who's going to screw them into buying an overpriced, uh, older model Toyota RAV4 that they'll regret purchasing for years and years later. And I still hear about it to this day. Don't be that guy, don't be that woman. Love and appreciate your ESFJs. Thank them for their service, not just their service for their country, but the service of your family or serving you specifically, their lover, or being your father and always being there for you, even though despite their flaws, they would always take a bullet for you. You know that because they're loyal to you. Reward their loyalty. ESFJs deserve reward more than most people because from the ESFJ point of view, life is just thankless. Do something right 
and actually thank them. And then they won't be manipulated and social engineered by people like me. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. Uh, thank you all who are uh, starting to uh, support the channel financially. I, I really appreciate it very much. Uh, also, a special thanks to uh, the clients, uh, the many clients that I've had for coaching as well. I, I really appreciate all of you. And uh, thank you for continuing this journey with us as we go through it. If you want to know about the bibliography and the books that I have supporting this content, supporting this science, it's on my website at csjoseph.life. Uh, we have our Q&A sessions every uh, week on Thursdays at 9 Eastern. If you want to get your questions submitted to that, please join our Discord server and then put in your questions in the questions channel on the Discord server. The link is in the description below. Don't forget, we have our Las Vegas meetup on uh, Monday night. I will be there. Uh, the, the venue is there. The link to that is in the meetup link. It's also in the description below. So, uh, yes, I haven't been around, but I'm going to be shooting a lot more uh, lectures, uh, hopefully getting up, up maybe three or four of them uh, this weekend, uh, which would be fantastic. So um, thank you all, and uh, I'll see you guys tonight or tomorrow. See you then.